Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gate's daily podcast. If you love Wisdom's Echo and want to invest in the lives of our speakers, head to patreon.com slash wisdoms echo, where for as little as $2 a month, you can help us deliver the same impactful content you enjoy. Hey y'all, thanks so much for joining us today on Wisdom's Echo. Uh, We're going to go ahead and jump right in. This is Parker. Uh, As always, it's such an honor and privilege to be able to share my heart with you. Today we're going to talk about progression and worth. Now, it's kind of funny because, you know, as as we look at progression, we notice that there are, are not really supposed to be highs and lows in our walk with Yahweh. And that could be debatable because there may be difficult times where we see that we may be in a low point or we may be in a a season, if you will, of of just overcoming obstacles that are set before us. But really, the, the kingdom of Yahweh works from glory to glory. And as you and I are given an invitation to advance and go deeper into our relationship with Yahweh, we must take note that progression is a very, very much a part of, of what we are called to do and who we are called to be. So progression is defined as the process of developing or moving gradually towards a more advanced state. And I think that if we're honest, each and every one of us would say that we would love to be able to move gradually towards a more advanced state that we would love to be able to to experience a glory to glory transition um but but i want to tell you that it's not the way that you may think it should look it is not a result of of us striving and feeling like we have to make these things happen a better description to me of progression is is the word increase and it's found in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7 and and this is a passage of scripture that we're probably all very familiar with um, but this says of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. And this is the most important part to me. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So I just want to encourage you that as we are moving in a in a time and a place of increase, as we are experiencing this glory to glory transition, you and I don't have to carry the responsibility of making that thing happen. And if you're anything like me, my goodness, I have wasted countless days of my life just feeling like I had to make things happen. And I just want to free you from the thought of that, that Yahweh in his goodness will guide and direct us, but but he is he's in control. And it is his zeal of, of allowing himself to just see his word uh, be returned to him. Now, I want to play a major role in that, but I'm telling you that that role is not even a weighty role anymore. It's not something that I feel burdened or bogged down by. It's something that I feel freed into, like, like, like you and I have been given permission to be able to help establish Yahweh's word. And so this is... This is what I want to look at today. So one of the primary factors of increase has really been the environment that I have created. So by environment, I'm talking about two things, where I'm positioned and who I am joined with. Now, now this is also 
one of those things where where if we understand the position that we've been called to and who we're joined with, we can establish an environment, but we must realize how valuable we are. So, so here's a story that I want to share with you. And it says this, one day a young boy asked his father, Daddy, what is the value of my life? So instead of answering, the father told his son, take this rock and I want you to go sell it at the market. If anybody asks the price, raise two fingers and don't say anything, instructed the father. So the boy hurried along and went into the market and and a woman asked him, how much is this rock? I want to put it in my garden. So the boy didn't say anything and he raised up two fingers and the woman said, two dollars? I'll take it. So the boy didn't sell the rock. He went home and he told his father, a woman wants to buy this rock for $2. So the father then said to the son, son, I want you to take this rock to a museum. And if anybody wants to buy it, don't say a word, just put up two fingers. And so the boy went into a museum and there was a man who showed up and he wanted to buy the rock. So the boy didn't say a word and he asked him how much and the boy put up two fingers and the man said, $200, I'll take it. So the boy was shocked. He went running home and he told his father, Daddy, Daddy, a man wants to buy this rock for $200. So the father said, Son, the last place that I want you to take this rock is to a precious stone store. Show it to the owner and don't say a word, but if he asks you for a price, just raise up your two fingers. So the son was extremely excited. He ran to a precious stone store and he showed the rock to the owner. Where did you find this stone? And he said, this is one of the rarest stones in the world. I must have it. How much would you sell it for? So the boy, of course, he went up and put up two fingers. And the man said, I will take it for $200,000. So the boy, not knowing what to say, ran home to his father and told him that there is a man that wants to buy the stone for $200,000. And his father asked, son, do you know the value of your life now? It matters where you decide to place yourself. So you see, it doesn't matter where you come from or where you were born, the color of your skin, or even how much money you were born into. It matters where you decide to place yourself. The people that you and I surround ourselves with and how we choose to carry ourselves. So you may have lived your whole life thinking that you were a $2 stone. You may have lived your your whole life surrounded by people that saw your worth as only $2, but every single one of us has a diamond inside. And we can choose to surround ourselves with people that see our value, or or we can choose to surround ourselves that uh, around people who are able to see the diamond inside of us. We can choose to put ourselves in a market or in, in the middle of a precious stone store. So you can also choose to see the value in other people. You can help other people see the diamond inside of of themselves. And again, one of the primary factors of progressing has been the environment that you and I create. And I want to remind you today, simply number one, of how valuable you are. Because I believe that until we recognize our worth, true humility is when you and I receive of the revelation that we are exactly who Yahweh has created for us to be. False humility to me is is not a sense of us saying that we're not worthy or we're not enough. It is the fact that you and I fail to come into agreement with who we have been created to be. And so I want to ask you, like, what, what does 
does your environment look like? Are you positioning yourself to where you can be seen? One, one other thing that I love about this story is I, I had almost forgotten about it, and I shared it with a friend of mine recently. And he said, I love how the son kept going back to the father to, to relay the message. But here's the thing. He never even sold the stone for the $200,000. And why is that? You know, it's a, it's a very rare stone indeed. However, this stone was still worth exceedingly above that value to the father, and the father would not allow it to be sold. That is just a reminder of the way that Yahweh sees you and I, that we are not in a position to where we have to wait on, on evaluation from the, the man at the, the precious stone store like our father knows how valuable we are and he's trying to allow our eyes to be open that we could come into agreement with the very worth of what he has um, declared over our lives. And so it reminded me of a story in Luke chapter 15 verses 14 through 17. And this is probably something that that you may be familiar with. Um, Most passages of Scripture call this the story of the prodigal son. And so in verse 14, the question for me is, what does your environment look like? And this is my encouragement that I feel like many of us have been even given an inheritance, but we've run away from the position of our father, and, and we just have to find our way back. So, excuse me. In verse 14, it says this, With everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry, for there was a severe famine in the land. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him, and the farmer hired him and sent him out to feed the pigs. The son was so famished that he was willing to even eat the slop given to the pigs because no one would feed him a thing. Humiliated, the son finally realized that he was what he was doing, and he thought to himself, There are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare, and they lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs and eating their slop? So we know the story here. Um, of the prodigal son, and he made his way back uh, to the father. And when he caught eyes, it said that the father was standing at the front of the house, and he ran towards the son to be able to save him. Now, what is fascinating about this, I just heard this recently, that it was not only because the father was excited to see the son, but also because the son had wasted his inheritance and was coming back, religion in this area said that the son must be stoned to death at the arrival of returning to his father's palace. And so it was said that the father didn't just run to capture the son because he was excited to see him, but he could have very well ran towards the son in an effort to save the son's life from being stoned. And so I want to look at a few things in this passage. Number one, there was a severe famine. And so it was not uncommon for families to be without, but it was uncommon for this son to experience a place of compromise and lack. So he was simply out of position. So compromise was willing to accept anything and everything that was made available. Have you ever been in a position to where you may feel like you are outside of the will of Yahweh for your life, but you're willing to just accept anything that looks close to what he's designed for you because you're in a place where you think you need to be sustained rather than seated in a position 
nation that could receive of prosperity. He was humiliated because he knew that there was more available. One of the most dangerous things to me about being out of position is that settling will take on the appearance of a blessing. So never allow something with a diminished value to become what you desire. The most common way this happens is when we stop desiring who and what has an adequate valuation. So when you and I no longer begin to see ourselves the way that the Father has created us as, as the righteousness of God, um, as, as sons and daughters who are so valuable to Him, then we not only allow ourselves to settle for what we receive, but we also allow ourselves to settle for who we are going to become, who we are going to walk into as, as you know, his sons and daughters. Like, it, you cannot simultaneously, I've said this many times, you cannot simultaneously carry lack and abundance at the same time. So if you decide to choose compromise or anything that is less than the abundance of Yahweh, then we have to temporarily forfeit. And hopefully it's just temporary, but lay aside the things that Yahweh has prepared for us in order to carry the compromise. So this was a son who had a seat at his father's table, but he found himself feeding with the pigs not only feeding with them, he was having to feed them and also eat the very things that they ate because, because that became appealing to him. And, and, and I think that oftentimes when you and I are incapable of recognizing our own worth, then we, we slowly allow ourselves to just fade into um, this place of compromise where we begin to settle for things that may not be exactly what Yahweh said, but they look a little more appealing because we're desperate. And, 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 and I just want to encourage you to shake yourself out of that place of desperation today and, and just engage the fullness of what the, the Father has for you. And so I hope this today was encouraging for you. I know it encourages me just to take another look and look again and, and return into the eyes of the Father uh, to be able to see exactly who He has created for me to be and all of the incredible things um, that He has just placed us in the middle of. So family, we thank you for your engagement. Thank you for joining with us here at Wisdom's Echo and all of the different um, all of the different opportunities that you have uh, to be a part of our lives. We're just so grateful to do life together and look forward to the next opportunity we have.